Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Between You and Me, hosted by yours truly, Alex Adams. I just need to tell you guys that last night I tried recording this episode. And I think I re-recorded it about mm, four times. And each time I like stopped within like 10 minutes of recording. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And I feel like I just put so much pressure on myself to like really give you guys good advice or to really talk about something super mind-boggling or like extraordinary and I stressed myself out a lot and I stopped recording. I literally gave up because my throat started to hurt from how much I was talking and then I just left it for the rest of the night. I was like, what the hell was that? I was not having a good time doing that. I'm stressing myself out. This is my second ever podcast episode and I'm already stressing myself out. So I waited a day And now it's the next day and it's the morning and I find this a lot more peaceful for some reason. I think I was just um, putting off doing this yesterday to the point where I was already stressed out because I knew I had to get it done. But now that it's a brand new fresh day and it's early in the morning and I have a coffee on my right hand side, um, I'm feeling good. So I'm excited. Let's take a sip of our coffee. Also, if I sound a little bit different, it's because I did wake up like uh, like 40 minutes ago, which is kind of a long time ago, but I didn't really speak to anybody because nobody's here, so my voice isn't quite warmed up all the way. But anyways, let's get into today's episode. We are going to be talking about friendship. Okay, so when I thought about this subject, I was really considering how important friendship is in your life because this was also another topic that you guys um, asked me about on my Instagram and I had a lot of good questions from you guys. So I'm planning on um, making sure that I answer some more questions from you guys this episode versus last one because there's definitely more that I can answer in terms of this, a lot more personal questions, a lot more specific situations, so I'm excited to get into that. But first off, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about my perspective on friendship and how it's changed because I feel like when I was a kid, friendship was so different and I, I think this is for a lot of people, but over the years, I feel like as a child, friendship just comes super naturally. Like, there's nothing that is forceful or pre-planned out, and sometimes it even comes out of convenience. And I'm not saying that friendship nowadays is forceful, but I think it's very much more of a conscious decision nowadays to stay friends with people at my age, being in my 20s, versus when I was, like, seven years old or even younger than that. I remember my first day of kindergarten, I had a girl that came up to me and was just like, 
hey, do you want to be friends? I was like, okay, sure. And then there we were, friends. Just as simple as that. No common interests. We didn't even know each other's names. We were just immediately friends. And that's what I mean by friendships as a child like there really is nothing to it you know what I mean it just happens and for the most part I do want to say that it does happen out of convenience realistically because when we're in school it's very very easy to make friends out of convenience because you see them on a certain schedule so you're constantly with them and then eventually you get to talking and you're friends but a very interesting thing that I thought about was the idea that people say you find out who your true friends are when you leave school. And I actually want to say that I somewhat actually very much agree with that statement just based on my own personal experience and how my friendships changed from in high school to out of high school. Now, in high school, I wouldn't consider myself somebody who is um, friends with a lot of people, but I think that I had a good group of girls that I was very close with, and then I had some, like, extended friends based on, like, different classes that I was in and different lunches that I had, so I would hang out with certain girls, you know, in this class and then certain girls in another class, and guys too. I don't know why I said girls. I had guy friends as well in high school. What I'm trying to say is that... I feel like when friendship stops becoming convenient, you do get to easily see the effort that comes into play, like in terms of your friendship. So for me, I feel like a lot of my friendships that didn't last past high school were very much like two-sided, not putting enough effort in, and then the friendship kind of fades away. I don't think I've personally experienced a really heartbreaking friendship breakup because all of my long-term best best friends I've either I'm either still friends with them to this day or I moved away from them so I didn't even have a chance to go through a friendship breakup because that was essentially my breakup is when I moved away from them and I wasn't able to see them anymore and then through that with the time and space, that friendship kind of slowly disappeared. But I'm sure if I reached out to one of them like today and I said, oh, I'm going to be in your city or something, I'm sure we would still get together and talk to each other because it was never bad blood. It was just, you know, at that age, I, I remember one of my best friends really clearly when I was in like the fifth grade and she moved to the US and this is when I lived in Switzerland and we would be like facetiming on our little ipads all the time but we were you know like she was a year younger than me i was what 11 so she was 10 and it was very hard to like keep in contact at that age because there's way less access at you know i don't know when this was 2012 to like social media to be able to keep in contact with each other so that's how our friendship kind of slowly like dissipated and we're no longer I'd say, best friends anymore. I don't even think we're friends because we haven't talked in that long, but I'm sure, like I said, if I was in her city, I think we would be, I think we'd still be compatible is what I'm trying to say. But that's what I'm saying is I'd never had the opportunity to have a friend break up. I'm not saying I want to, but I'm just saying I didn't have a huge falling out with a friend or a really, really bad experience I think for the most part, a lot of my friendships just slowly ended and 
actually i did get ghosted one time but i'll get into that later anyways i feel like i got sidetracked a little bit there but what i'm trying to say is leaving high school i ended up I think I could count on two hands how many friends I still have from high school now in my life, which is definitely not that many because I for sure had a lot more friends when I was in high school, but that goes to show that there is a level of effort that you have to put into your friendships when you leave school because you leave that element of convenience and of seeing your friends on a day-to-day basis and you kind of go through this phase where you're like, oh shit. I need to put an effort into my friendships to see them most specifically and to actually keep in touch with them, especially if after high school your friends are moving to different cities and living away for school. That was one of the biggest slaps in the face that I got because I had a best friend that left and I was so sad because I was at home and I still did have all of my best friends at home, but it felt so weird to not be close to my other best friend for however many years that she was gone so it did take a level of effort to keep up to date with her and sometimes I felt like it wasn't there it was very up and down it was very you know I would be putting in the effort and then she wouldn't and then she would put in the effort and then I wouldn't and sometimes there's like waves to friendships where you know you're a lot closer in different seasons and then sometimes you're more distant in other seasons but then you come back together And I feel like that's pretty natural for the most part, not, I mean, unless you guys are fucking arguing and you're like no contact for a couple months and then you're back on again, that's pretty toxic. But if it's like an ebb and flow, like up and down, you're not always, always going to be conjoined by the hip and, you know, talking to each other every single day about everything that's going on in your life. Sometimes there's moments where people are kind of going through their own thing, so it flows a little bit downwards, you guys don't talk as much, but you're still there for each other and you're still talking on like a pretty consistent basis. So it's interesting because when I was thinking about friendship, when I was planning this um, podcast in my head, I was thinking about how much it relates to romantic relationships. Um, And especially when I've gotten older, how I've realized that the effort put into both a romantic relationship and a friendship, like a best friendship, I'd say, is very, very similar in a sense, apart from, you know, the romantic part in a romantic relationship, because then you'd be in a relationship, you, it wouldn't be friendship, right? People can put a lot more pressure on their romantic relationships versus their best friendships, when I think at the end of the day, they should be considered pretty equal. I remember one time I was on TikTok and I was watching somebody talk about balancing eight aspects of your life, and the eight different aspects were hobbies, leisure, um, that's one aspect, relationships, spiritual, mental health, physical health, career, money, and friendships, and I just now realized that family's not in there, (laughs) so that's weird, but friendships and relationships were two even pieces of the eight aspects of your life that you should balance. And I don't know if this is just me or if I recognize this in other people and even myself at a certain point, but I feel like sometimes relationships are put to such a higher pedestal than good close relationship, I mean, good close friendships. And it kind of like shouldn't really be like that because 
at the end of the day, friendships and relationships are two in one. You know, you you have this person that's close to you and that knows everything about you and that should be there for you and love you and respect you and trust you and communicate with you and all of the above. Like those are all elements of a relationship the same way that they're elements of a friendship, right? But I think it's different just because what I've noticed at least is that a lot of the times people will hold their relationship to a higher standard than their friendships. So not only do they put it on a higher pedestal, like they care about their friend or their relationships more, but they also are harder on their relationships. And I'm kind of speaking out of personal experience, but I'm also speaking out of what I've noticed from observing other people's relationships. So I hope I'm not alone in this opinion, but I think that a lot of people do hold their relationships to a much higher standard. And I think it's because I feel like when, obviously when you get into a relationship, there's a conscious decision there that you guys are making. Like, oh, do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to be my boyfriend? So in that case, you're, you know, you're agreeing to be someone's partner and to meet all of their needs and respect their boundaries and love them and respect them. But then when you're getting into a friendship, it's a lot more unspoken. Like these are elements of friendships that I think people are aware of, but sometimes they're not met because it's not it's not a spoken conversation that you have between two best friends for the most part, I feel like. So when you have that level of commitment in a relationship and you have that like exclusivity in a relationship, it almost feels like people will be more invested and care for having a healthier relationship than they do having a healthy friendship. I still think it's interesting to think about and why do people put more pressure on their romantic relationship versus their friendships when personally, I feel like the friends that you have in your life and who you surround yourself with is ultimately going to change who you are. I think if anything, your friendships, and this might be more for girls because I can actually speak on that, but your friendships can really change the way that you think, the way that you perceive things. Who do you go to when you have relationship problems? You go to your friends. You ask them about it. You see what their opinions are. These people that you choose to surround yourself with as your close friends, whether you like it or not, will change who you are. And at the end of the day, you're choosing your friends. They're not like family. You're either consciously or subconsciously choosing this person to be in your life So you have the choice to not have them in your life. And I think that a lot of people put up with bad friendships more than bad relationships. And I think that if you wouldn't put up with it in a relationship, then you definitely shouldn't put up with it in a friendship either. Just because it's a friendship and there's no exclusivity and, you know, you didn't ask each other out doesn't mean that you need to hold that person to a lower standard than somebody that you would be dating. Now, here's the ghosting story that I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Um, So I had a friend in high school and she was pretty, I'd say one of my best friends during a good like two, three two, three years, maybe, maybe grade 11 and 12. And um, 
after we graduated, we still did, I feel like we still did make a pretty good effort to see each other and stuff like that. And she didn't live too far away from me. So we'd make plans and do things together, even when I was going to university and she was going to a different one. But I think that through out high school I should have like noticed a couple like red flags in the ways that she handled our friendship but I didn't really you know like I was saying before I didn't really hold my friendships to that high of a standard I was just okay with having friends even if they didn't treat me the best possible way that they could and I'm not saying she treated me terribly like she didn't but I didn't feel like there was an equal give and take in that friendship and that's kind of what bothered me But there was a lot of times where she would be struggling with things in her own life, like her own other separate personal relationships that, you know, as a friend, I feel like there's a level of openness that you should have. And I'm not saying she has to tell me everything or any friend has to tell you anything, but I think that there was a level of like her just icing me out and like completely not telling me a single thing that was going on in her relationship And personally, I think it was because she didn't want me to judge her partner at the time. And I get that. So I was just trying to be there for her and be a good friend. But eventually it was like every time something went wrong in her relationship, she would ghost me. And it would be like two, three days that I would text her and then there would be nothing from her. And then she would come back after a couple days, a completely different subject and be like, oh yeah, like da da da. And I'm like, hello? Like where have you been for the past four days? Like, normally it doesn't take someone four days to answer a text message, but, you know, whatever. And I kind of just let it go. So, after a while, we just kind of didn't talk to each other anymore. There was, like, a really, really long period of her kind of ignoring my text, me saying, hey, what's your work schedule this week? Like, what are you doing? Like, da-da-da. And then as soon as it passed one of my birthdays and she didn't greet me happy birthday... Um, I just kind of, you know, called it quits. I was, it was a slow, it was one of those slow friendships, like, disappearing, and, like, she just stopped reaching out to me. It took her a couple years until she started talking to me again, but at that point, it's like, I forgot who you are, you know? Like, I have no more ties to this friendship, and as of right now, I'm not looking for any more friends. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, sometimes your friends don't treat you the best possible way, which is a little bit heartbreaking, but you don't really recognize it because you're just like, okay, well, she's going through her thing or he's going through her thing or his thing and blah, blah, blah. Now, another important thing that I wanted to talk about was the actual different types of friendships because I feel like throughout this, all I've been talking about is like uh, like very close best friendships and that's definitely what I'm talking about. Like when I mean like holding your friends to a higher standard, like the same way you would in your relationships, I'm talking like best friends, like your core group or your core best friend, like those people who have like the highest impact in your life, those are the people that you should be holding to high standards because there are different levels of friendships and that's very clear. I think everybody has different levels of friendships throughout, you know, the multiple friends that they have and you're going to hold each person to a different standard based on that. And I think each level of friendship also requires a different level of maintenance And sometimes it's not even different levels of friendships, it's just different types of friendships. Like, I think a lot of you guys know, I can give an example of my best friend Margo who lives in California and she 
it has been my best friend since we were 12 years old and we still talk to each other every day and we still tell each other what we're up to but I don't see her right so that takes out that whole entire portion of me being able to physically see my best friend and that changes the dynamic between me and her a lot I mean, I I do see her sometimes, but throughout COVID, I didn't see her for like two, three years. So mostly we would visit each other once a year, sometimes twice if we're lucky. But this time around, I haven't seen her in like a good couple years. So that changes a lot of things versus me being able to see my best friends here, like at the very least, like once a week. There's a big difference there. And it's important that, you know, it would be very easy. I feel like maybe not at this age, but let's say like we were 15 and it would be very easy for me to get jealous of all the friends that Margot had in California and for her to get jealous of all the friends I had here and for that to create conflict. But because we have an equal understanding of our friendship and have a very strong foundation in our friendship, we're able to kind of put each other on that tier of friendship and know where we both stand in our level and know what we both have to do to maintain it. And the important thing in that little analogy is that you guys are both aware and both like equally on the same page with that because the problems with levels of friendships is when one person is putting their friend at a higher level to the level that they're putting them at. If you're putting your best friend at number 10, and this is just an analogy, I don't rank my friends, but (laughs) if you're putting your best friend at level 10 and she's putting you at 7, there's a problem. You need to have this type of friendship that's sure between two people. And the only way to do that is to communicate that and to see the actions between one friend to you and how they act and how they prioritize you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. So, yeah, I feel like if there's an imbalance there, um, that's when a lot of issues can happen. And like I said, there there has to be some kind of communication, conversation, or a reevaluation, which is kind of sad. But that can happen sometimes where you realize that someone in your life is not putting you as high of a priority as you're putting them. So in that case, it's either reevaluating the friendship, communicating it, or ending it, which are really the only three options there. And what I mean by reevaluating is like, oh, okay, like I'm putting in this much effort and maybe I should just you know, my effort down a couple notches because that's where they're meeting me at. And you should only do that if you're okay with doing that. If that like works for you, it doesn't like affect you negatively to do that. Because if it feels like shit to put in less effort in a friendship that you actually want more effort in, that's when there needs to be conversation instead of reevaluation. So I think that brings us to the question of today. Are friendships forever? That is a very interesting, important question. And I mean, I'm just gonna say they can be 
they can be forever for sure but the same thing goes with a relationship a relationship can be forever as well but what do you have to do to make a friendship forever i think you need to hold your friendship to a high standard and you need to make sure you're choosing your friendships properly and choosing the people that you want to be in your life properly and not based on solely convenience but based on the type of person that they are and how they treat you and how they prioritize you and vice versa and i think that sometimes friendships can be there just to play their course out in your life for a certain chapter and i'm sure a lot of you guys have had friends that have come and gone like like how i said before in your life but it wasn't necessarily extremely painful those friendships just run their course and they're over and that doesn't mean that you won't become close friends again maybe down the road but for now it's just played their part and there's no ill will there's just distance between the two and sometimes friendships can end in a huge conflict it can be pretty similar to an actual breakup in a relationship so I think that's interesting because a lot of people ask me about uh, breakup, friendship breakups, if I've ever been through one, and personally, I haven't, so I can't speak on it, but what I can say is that, you know, going from seeing somebody all the time to being no contact with them whatsoever is such a fucking gut-wrenching feeling, so if there is a no contact period between you two, like, I'd say you need to allow yourself to consider the both sides of, like, what went wrong and take time to yourself and reflect and consider where you could have gone wrong yourself and if there is a chance of reconciliation between you and that person then I think the most important thing is that something has to change you know like most likely both of you unless one of you was like clearly the problem the other person's perfect which is kind of unrealistic but I'm sure it's happened before um, most likely both of you guys have to change and there there's always a lesson to be learned in this situation when especially when there's a huge falling out or a fight or an argument and if you allow yourself to actually take that lesson and learn from it then there's a lot you can learn about yourself and how you handle and treat and maintain friendships and if there is no reconciliation then you say goodbye and you move on because that person was probably a bitch kidding maybe they're going through their own thing you know maybe right now it's not the best time for them i'm gonna move on to some questions i feel like i babbled on a little bit you guys had good ass questions for this so don't forget to go on to the instagram at between you and me podcast that's where i ask you guys questions that are gonna go up on here and i also thought like maybe it would be a better idea to like make an email but i don't know if anybody like cares to email these days like maybe that's like too much effort for now it's going to be on the instagram so make sure you guys go and follow that so that you can put your own questions in here all right first question is how to know if your friendship is healthy what are some red and green flags this is a really interesting question that i actually really liked um i can state some out for you so these are like obviously my personal opinion on things that i would not tolerate in a friendship and then things that i love in friendships okay so we're gonna start with red flags i feel like these are more important i think a red flag would be somebody who never apologizes who can never see that they're wrong and is always waiting for you to be the one to apologize. Um, I think if a friend is jealous of you having any other friends, like any other friends at all, 
this is a very big red flag because they are not secure in themselves. They are not secure in your friendship. So you having other friends bothers them. And I'm saying like jealous, like angry, upset. Like I've had my little moments where I'm like a little bit jealous. Like, oh my God, why is she hanging out with her? Like I thought I was her bestie. But, you know, it's never gonna, it's never gonna eat me up at night. You know, I'm just kind of joking a little bit. I mean like, you know, anger. If they only spend time and put effort into your friendship when they're single or when it's convenient for them, even if they're, they are single. I think that is extremely disrespectful. <laughs> Sorry, I've never been that bitch, by the way. That can be one of the number one causes of friendships, you know, slowly ending is because your young, naive friend... <laughs> she gets into a relationship and that's the only freaking thing she pays attention to now i've had my moments where it has been like this but i've never ever iced out my friends or canceled plans with them for my boyfriend never all right if they are very competitive and dismiss any of your accomplishments if you feel like shit around your friend first of all i should just put that one first if they talk badly about you behind your back or talk bad about people that they're friends with with you okay that's an important one because maybe you're not going to know if they talk badly behind your back right but if they're talking bad about people that they actually know and are friends with from what you can see then they're probably talking bad about you behind your back okay that's just the way it goes all right green flags they consistently are there for you and they check in on you now when i mean consistently obviously your friend is not going to be there for every single low moment that you go through but if they're consciously putting in an effort to be there for you when you are not doing well green flag if they support you in all of your accomplishments i mean a lot of these green flags are just opposites of the red flags but of course if you've accomplished something you graduated school you got 100 percent on a test or whatever and they're here supporting you and congratulating you for that that is a green flag if you can be your true self around them that is a hundred percent a green flag um i feel like sometimes i'm i'm like a slightly different version of myself with each friend and i don't think that's bad i think that i'm the type of person that adapts to other people a little bit but i'm always gonna be a very true version of myself regardless you feel comfortable sharing parts of your life that you don't tell a lot of people and you know that any secrets or intimate details will stay between you two that's important somebody that you know will not go out and share all of your personal life stories with other people um you're open to communication and are intentional about resolving conflicts this is probably my number one green flag when i have a friend who, you know, if I have a problem with them and I go out of my way to tell them and I say, listen, this is what bothered me, this, 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 and this, I'm not cool with that, please change. And they sit there and they say, I apologize firstly, this is, this is my side of the story, but I'm so glad that you talked to me about it, I'm going to change and I don't want you to ever feel that way again, literally brings tears to my fucking eyes. I love people who can communicate. I love them. I will kiss you on the lips. Okay, last thing. Their words align with their actions. Now, this kind of has to do with the last one. If they're saying that they can change and that they are, you know, going to do something differently 
now that, you know, they made a mistake before or I don't know, whatever it might be. It sounds kind of serious, but it can be something very little, like if they didn't ask you out to breakfast (laughs) and they asked all the other friends and you're like, listen, it made me feel a little bit, you know, left out, kind of rude. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like it was a last minute plan. Next time you're hundred percent in my plans. I just totally forgot. And then next time rolls around and she invites you. Her actions are aligning, period. We love to see it. If not, then it's all talk and that's a different story. That's a red flag. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> next question. Um friendships and interactions on social media liking or reacting to friends posts some people don't think it's important what others think it is vital oh this is a two-part question tips on how to handle friends people that are really fake on social media but nice in real life ew okay for the first one i think that's such an interesting it wasn't in the form of a question but basically this person's asking like how to handle friendships and interactions on social media, which is so interesting to have this type of question because I feel like now for me, everything comes very naturally because me and all of my friends grew up on social media. Like we grew up as it was being created, as every new element of the apps started coming out. So as soon as you could start DMing people and as soon as you could start, you know, commenting under posts or responding to stories, as soon as stories actually even came out, we were there, you know, we were the first ones to use it. So for us, it was like, I don't know, there weren't any rules. We just did what felt right. And then it became like common, common courtesy to like, let's say, respond to your friend's story. But let me just say this, that I I know you said some people don't think it's important while other people think it's vital. I think if you think responding to your friend's story is vital then you need a reality check. You need to go touch some grass, sweetheart, because that is not vital at all. I think if somebody is not as in tune to social media as you are and they're telling you, I don't do that on social media, I don't do that to absolutely anyone, then you shouldn't be acting crazy if they don't want to, you know, like your post or comment under your post. That doesn't define a friendship, man. Like, social media does not define anything anything i feel like um whatever standards that you put people up to on social media it shouldn't really be that way um but also it's a different note if your friend is doing it for other people and not for you that's that's a red flag because if they're out here still putting their effort into commenting and dming to other people but then just not doing that to you they might have a problem with you and that's something that you should communicate with them tips on how to handle friends people that are really fake on social media block them baby don't give your energy. Social media is the easiest place to cut out anybody that you don't want to see. So use that mute button, use that block button, use that unfollow button. It's there for a reason. How to maintain a friendship when it feels like you're the only person putting effort in. Okay, I feel like I touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you're the only person putting effort into a friendship, this is red flag numero uno it's definitely something that like i said you either need to communicate with the person you need to reevaluate the friendship or you need to end the friendship you know you start off with communicating of course you need to go to that person and be like listen this is how i feel you're not putting in enough effort and then you never know they might come back and tell you well i didn't know you cared that much like i didn't know that this friendship meant that much to you because it didn't feel that way based off your actions and you're like oh shit, okay, maybe I wasn't showing that I was putting enough effort in, even though it felt like it. Maybe I wasn't showing that person. So, you know, how can you expect that person to hold you to a higher priority of friendship when 
they don't feel like you're doing the same to them. Maybe they're thinking the same thing in their heads, but they just haven't taken the first step to communicate it to you. So communication is always key because you never, ever know what the person's going to say back to you. You might expect mentally that they're just going to be like, oh my God, I always am with you. I'm always talking to you. Like, how do you think I'm not putting enough effort into the friendship? But you really never know what you're going to get. That's why you always have to communicate first. Um, I think if you do get that second response, that more negative response, that's when it's either time for you to cut off a friendship or to reevaluate the friendship, like I said before. What to do with friends who exclude you and treat you poorly with no regrets? Okay, I feel like this kind of relates to literally the last one that I said, but I didn't talk really about friends that exclude you. Ugh, that can be the worst feeling in the world, let me tell you. Like, I have been there, but I, I think I have the same answer as the last one because you're going to have to say something, right? But the best way, and I learned from experience, baby, do not come in with any petty energy. I've done that too many times. Because sometimes it feels like, oh, like you don't want to make it a big deal because you don't want to sound like you're crazy. So you go in and you say like a joke and you're like, oh, thanks for the invite. Or did you guys have fun on Friday or some shit like that? And they're immediately going to come back to you with negative energy because you're coming in with negative energy. And that's going to create conflict instead of what you're looking for, which is like a resolution and for them to actually start including you into situations. So I say you go in with a clear conscience, sleep on it for a couple days, right? Like let yourself stop feeling really emotionally attached to that situation and then talk to them calmly. Tell them that that really bothered you and that you don't want that type of situation to happen and then give them a kind of situation where like, how do we fix this? Like, how do we make sure that I can be included in these situations or you give me more of your time. That's a whole nother conversation that you have to have with that person. But if they're treating you poorly, which was the second part of your question, I think that you jump right from communication, reevaluation, and you end a friendship. Because what did I say before? Is that you need to start putting your standards on friendship higher and I know that if you had a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, that was treating you poorly, as badly as your friends were treating you, you would not stand for it. All right. The last question was making new friends, which is, um, I'm probably the worst person to ask about that. Genuinely. I know, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And <laughs> my weaknesses are for sure making new friends. I don't know why. I don't have the skills of being really good at approaching people in situations where I don't really know them very well. Um, but I'd say that number one, you have to be in a situation to actually meet new people. Now, whether that means you're going to school and you're meeting new people or you're going away to university or you are in a like after school class or you go to the gym maybe and you meet people in these situations, this is your first step. Obviously, you're not going to make friends if you're not meeting people. Now, social media is a whole different thing. I honestly couldn't tell you how to make friends on social media. I'm too old for that. I actually think I'm, I've passed that point. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, maybe. I mean, I've had people like that I know on YouTube, like that reach out to me on Instagram and like we talk on there and I have no idea how to maintain a friendship. That's why I have no social media friends whatsoever. Like, you know, maybe one day I'll get good at it, but today is not the day. Anyways, you need to meet somebody at an actual public place to become friends. And then I'd say, be yourself, act natural, <laughs> act natural, and just go in 
with your best foot forward and be funny. I think that's the best way to get the attention of other people who want to be your friend. Be funny, but obviously only if you are a funny person. If you're not, then I guess don't. But I think when I joke around with people is definitely when I become more friendly with them and then they get to see, I guess, my my personality more and then hopefully it like brings out their like funny side and that's when I can really vibe with people the most. But like I said, I'm really bad at making friends um, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask for that specific question but anyways those are all my questions for today i feel like i talked a lot today and i hope it all made sense truly obviously i'm just getting used to this podcasting thing this is my second podcast ever i'm actually pre-recording it before my first one even drops so i don't know (laughs) what you guys think of the first one but um if you guys did enjoy this then i'd love to see your reviews don't forget to follow the podcast on Um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the Instagram of course which I mentioned before which is at between you and me podcast Um, and then you can find my actual Instagram on there as well if you guys want to follow that too. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. This episode felt a lot better than the ones that I recorded last night so I'm hoping it turned out well and yeah thank you guys for all your support. I love you guys And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.